0: All right, we're back with another one. Uh, Teddy Zulu here, the honorary host this season. I feel like I've done this a lot of times. And uh, we've got my favorite competitor of all time, probably. Oh, and then Benny the Butcher.
1: Let's go. Yeah, you and I are regulars on this podcast. I think we've probably done it more than James this season. Yeah, slacking. Slacking,
0: slackin', man. He keeps trying to blame his you know, life and kids and all that. And, like, come on. Fantasy football is more important. I know. Uh, sad. So, um, sad for both of us. We were both all year, I think, in that outside looking in. Yeah, in that tier, looking, looking to try to push for that spot. But we kind of knew it was like really trying to wait for one of them to slip up to get that fourth spot. But I think the right, the right four teams kind of are in there right now. Um, yeah. But we'll, we'll cover we'll cover the the playoff seedings and standings and matchups and all that stuff. So let's briefly go over recap of the games. Uh, nothing too serious. Um, just a quick overview on what transpired this past week. Do you have the games pulled up on your end? I do. All right. So I'll let you take it away.
1: All right. We'll go in. Yeah, my order. So Billy beat me by a landslide. Asterisk, though, uh, I had the highest ILP of the week, so had I set my lineup better, I would have actually beat Billy, which I think would have had some playoff implications, if I remember correctly, like the seeding, but it didn't happen. Uh, James took down Tyler in a preview of the first round of the playoffs, which I thought was Mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, David beat Andrew in a um, slugfest of the bottom feeders. Uh, Mm -hmm. The only thing important to note here is that because Andrew started a head coach, he actually dropped. A slot in next year's draft and yeah. I think he's pick four instead of pick three, which is hilarious. I wish he uh, was on
0: explain
1: that to me because that doesn't make <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't I can't justify it. Uh Sam beat Griffey, not that close. Kenny beat Keenan uh in another very low scoring game. Uh and then you beat Kevin in, you know, just didn't quite do enough. Didn't you have to outscore Sam by like well, how much was it? I don't even. I don't even think it was
0: a lot. I think it was like eight or something. But uh, mm. he needed to lose. He needed to um, lose. Okay. And I needed to outscore him by a, a wide margin. So a lot. It, yeah. I. I think I was what eight points off. So that yeah, yeah. that still would. He, yeah. It's just, weird, it's just one of those quite It's just one of those weird ones. I think Griffey was at a weird time where he's just hurt. Looking at his team, there was nothing he could have done.
1: I know. It's tough, too, because in a week where Geno Smith, Nico Collins, uh, and Jalen Hurts get you about 90 points combined, you, you'd think yeah. you had a chance that week. <laughs> but the rest of your roster just didn't really feel like playing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I won,
0: but it's like it didn't really materialize. But for what? Either. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> the only thing I'm sorry about is had you actually made the playoffs, then James... James's first rounder that he has of mine would have been one pick worse, because I actually passed Sam and ILP this week. But you were so far ahead that since you didn't make the playoffs, you basically, by default, dropped the pick or slot oh. five in the rankings. Oh, yeah. So, lucky yeah. James.
0: Yeah.
1: James. <laughs> Screw that guy. hmm
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's... You know I, honestly, fun season this is what like one of the first seasons I've gone into it thinking, "Hey, I've got a chance, let me try to let me see what it looks like early on, and maybe I would make a splash move for mm-hmm. thinking I was gonna get like some just you know consolidation piece, but was able to catch Keenan at the right time to get hurts off of him so yeah. but I think long term, I'm kind of in this in a similar situation to um Sam a bit where think the t- the team I have is pretty good mm-hmm. long term. I don't have any assets going into next next draft. So yeah. maybe I can try to make something happen there with some of my depth pieces, but this is going to be weird. This is the first year I don't have like multiple firsts.
1: True. Well, the good news is for you and, you know, a little spoiler alert. So one thing we're going to cover, and I think at the end of the episode we decided uh, or maybe in the middle is we're going I basically graded every team. Uh, a through F on how their season went, okay. um, probably versus expectations, and then a two-year outlook. Okay. So we'll cover okay. how I think you look as well. But you know, you might not have any assets. But the good news is, after the draft or after the season's over, you'll have 2026 20, picks that you could trade if you wanted to continue to go all in. Because I would say you're certainly in a win now mode. And weren't you like the oh. third highest scoring team or something? Fourth highest scoring team? I mean, you were up and there, second ILP, highest scoring team.
0: ILP, I was second the yeah. IOP is a little tricky because my bench always had some random thing off. But I think even, you know, regular scoring, I was I was up there. Um, but, yeah, I, it's it, – it, the, the Teddy rankings, yes, they're they're baked in science, but they actually have some type of thought process that encompasses what the outlook is. So I, I'm interested to see how you break out and if mm-hmm. that falls in line with how I see certain teams um, and managers because I think it's important to – mindset of how the owner of the team is yeah. dictates a lot of uh, maybe how confident I am in their ability to, you know, push certain buttons the right way.
1: Well, spoiler alert, I think there's going to be the most parody we've ever had in the league next year. I don't it's disagree. I, it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, we, we might
0: see a, a big shakeup in that, especially with, is is a six teams playoff next year?
1: 16 play? well, probably. I think we have to vote on it, but it sounds like it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. I it's, think everybody wants it.
0: Yeah. It, you know, it, I think this is good. This is what you want in a, and a league as active as we are when it comes to communication and all that. You mm-hmm. want to grow the field. So this is only going to make this, this. I, I envision this league being one of those that in years and years from now, I'm going to look back and like, dang, I remember being in this league when it was a $10 <laughs> buy-in. Yep. Now we're going to be flying to Vegas to for a in person draft. Ooh, I love that. I Speaking love that. into existence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So you've um, you've kind of given a quick break breakdown of how we want this like playoff preview um, kind of post season type of um, pod to go. We're going to go into most of the team, all the teams, and give your feedback on how they've done this year and you know grade them on that end to we'll, we'll talk about the playoff matchups and how what kind of what our expectations are and who we expect to come out of this at the end of it and mm-hmm. then um maybe just you know i think you already we're going to do this with some of the future outlooks what next year and the year year after is going to look like and some strategies that could uh play into effect in, into effect with uh some some teams and maybe maybe we throw out some names and that could be, uh, be potential uh, rookie draft targets for certain teams that could, you know, help the need and um, get guys over the hump.
1: Yep. That is the agenda.
0: All right. So before we get into the fantasy team breakdown stuff, let's answer a couple of questions. We actually got a lot. And it was funny yeah. because I was really close to telling James not to ask for any questions. Cause I wanted to just, you know, knock this one out and talk um, team playoff stuff. But it's, I'm glad we let him ask because there's a lot of interesting questions in here. Um, yeah. Some good, some not so good, and some where did that come from? But
1: uh, I, I feel like at this point, though, like, just like we have to say suck it at the end, we have to take questions from the field. It's like that's true. You know, then that, that's why I was like, you know what? We have to do it. It's, it's mm-hmm. part of who
0: we are. We're not just football. We are life. And, boy, did we get a slate of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to let you go ahead and um, okay. pick which ones you want. So, maybe we'll do half now, talk some some ball, and then half before we talk about the playoff teams.
1: All right. Well, we'll start with you. What does Teddy want for his Dirty 30? Um.
0: So, yeah. So, I'm turning 30 next week. Um. Ooh. Actually... Where am I going? I'm going to Memphis, never been to Memphis. I always like to travel for my birthday. Uh, I have beef with Christmas. So what do I <laughs> want for my dirty 30? Honestly, um, I, I haven't really thought about it too much. Uh, I want to actually relax for once on a vacation. I, I don't wanna go and do stuff. So I wanna just chill. The last year and a half have been a whirlwind. I had two weddings um actually i was I had to my own, but I was in another wedding. My other friend got what got uh got married as well. a bunch of kids got born this past year. I'm ready to just chill, so I want to go to a spa and log out and just mm. not not even think about anything I might even drink nice. I might even drink a little bit. people that know Ooh. me know I don't drink, but I might drink a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, I I can relate. I mean, I'm getting married in April, and Ooh. our honeymoon is going to be exactly what you just said: beach, relaxing, not doing anything. We're going to do an all inclusive in Jamaica with 24 hour butler. It's gonna be great. I plan to be the biggest sloth on the planet for oh, seven nights and six days.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be great. I wish, I wish I could have done
1: that. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing it. It's not cheap, but I'm glad we're doing it. Hey, it's worth it though. Yeah, Thank might you. as well try it. Nice. All right, uh, we'll go. We'll do a few more here, and then, like you said, we'll bounce around, and come back. Uh, who is your great white buffalo from Andrew? I'll let you go first. So my answer, I I applied this to fantasy football. Mine is Zay Flowers, and I say this because in the off season. You were one of the people I reached out to a lot. I was trying to make some moves to package some picks to move up. I actually moved back in a few situations. But the reason I moved up to, I think it was pick nine or pick eight I had, whatever it was, my second first after I got JSN, was because I was certain that Kevin was going to draft uh, Will Levis because Mm -hmm. he's a huge Kentucky fan, and I just felt like he was definitely going to do it. He needed a quarterback, if I remember correctly, too. It was like the stars were aligned, and I was like, I'm moving up so I can get Jason and Zay Flowers, and my receiving core will be set for so long. And then he picked him the pick before, and I didn't have a backup plan. I was like, fuck, I don't know who to get. So I was literally like, I tried to trade that pick for 30 minutes or so before I was finally just like, I guess I'll take TyJ Spears because he was my next favorite player in the draft. But I had him as like a mid-second. So I was a little bit disappointed with that and was definitely bummed that uh, I missed out on Zay Flowers.
0: Oddly enough, um, for me... Jonathan, I think I said Kevin. For me, I think you'd have to go back to my first um, draft in this league. And it was Nick Chubb. I traded that pick. This is the year I, I made it into the final and, you know, it's probably easy to go back and look at some of these and say, oh, well, you know, T. Higgins and Justin Jefferson went right before you drafted mm-hmm. A.J. Dillon. <laughs> Missing out on Chubb, I think, messed up a lot of the way that I looked at uh picks mm-hmm. and players in this league, right? So that, that first draft that I had, I traded pick 111 away to Billy, who I didn't know at the time was a big UGA fan. So maybe I could have gotten a little bit more out of him. Mm. Um, so gave him that, uh, gave him Chubb and ended up with a handful of players. I think, I'm, I think Woods was, was one of them. Uh And there was a couple of other players actually ended up really decent players, but nothing that would have, if anything, it just pushed the can down the road a little bit and I had to, completely rebuild but ever mm-hmm. since then that trade where i traded away a pick to get get players made me reverse course to where every pick from then on until the the deal i just made with keenan i always was the opposite i'm always trading away established players to get picks just because you can i feel like the mystery box i want the mystery box mm-hmm. if i don't make that trade i probably end up pretty conservative in the way that i do business in this league just in the sense that i probably don't trade away players and i don't go and accumulate picks but yeah, it's it's one of those weird ones i always think about every off season i'm like yeah let, let's not go for the faces anymore and david will tell yeah. you i i regret every time i make a trade and i get players back i always feel some type of way about it because <laughs> i'm like was it and, was it no, so that's the- why you traded away really Quentin johnson and I still look, I still like Johnson <laughs> had a had a decent week this week and I was sitting here looking at the stats like, damn, he's about to become a good player now, isn't he? Like, and that's that's the reality of it. I'm just weird <laughs> like that. I'm I i I'm really connected to like when I make a move and I draft somebody, Like, you always like your guys. Oh, um, oh so. you know, I'm not. Picking guys that are random uh, or on a draft board based off of somebody else's liking. These are guys that I'm like, oh, I see something in this guy. Or I watched enough college ball for him that I can see him being really good. So when oh, yeah. I do trade him away, I'm just like, I always keep well, up I mean, with him.
1: Yeah, no, you definitely get invested in your own guys. And the whole offseason, I mean, James would come over a few days a week and we'd work out in my basement um, on lunch breaks. And I was telling him like all, all summer or all uh, all off season, I was like, Josh Downs, Sam Laporta, uh, Tank Dell. Like, these were guys I was saying, like, I want to get these guys. Like, I like them. I think they're going to be good. I drafted them. I'm I'm like, there's always – you should never have a guy completely off the table, but those guys are, like, guys that are so close to me to be, like, completely off the table because it's, like, I want them to work out because I want to have, like, made the good pick and, like, felt like I – Yeah, that's part of it, too, you you (laughs) want to prove yourself right. Yeah. Yeah. Not feel that – i get it yeah. all right next question i think was from sam uh he said how much mm-hmm. would you have to shrink mike tyson to beat him in a fight what's the maximum size and weight he could be and you'd win and then andrew said conversely what's the maximum size you'd have to be to beat a regular size prime mike tyson so i think so i looked it up in his prime mike tyson was five eleven, two eighteen. 218 so I think to beat him when he was that size, I'd have to be like six eight, three oh five. I'd have to have like crazy reach and be like a tree trunk. But if he was two foot nine inches and 109 pounds, I think I could beat him up at my current size. <laughs> I'm to I
0: would
1: I would have to shrink him down. By the way, that's fifty percent of his, his Fighting, so that's two,
0: yeah. two, nine, one oh nine. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, for context, I'm and this is probably like gassing myself up. I'm <laughs> five, nine and a half, five, ten, two, fifteen, but that's a soft two, fifteen. It's not a, <laughs> it's not like, ooh, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Through. You don't
1: sound like you're gassing yourself up right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is,
0: I don't have to. he doesn't have to, I don't, I don't think we're like taking him down to a hundred pounds. You know, like, I feel like I've got enough weight behind me. I -hmm. could probably, I could deal with, take 25% off the top. Let's make him, let's make him five, five, five,
1: one. That's that's less than 25% off the top. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For the record, that's like 10% off the top.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just thinking proportions, you know? <laughs> okay. okay.
1: Proportions. Mm-hmm. I think weight is important. Because weight like, is important.
0: I think anything, realistically, if we're being really honest, because I'm, I'm at a boxing gym, I any, anybody that's 125 it, it is probably, like, kicking my ass regardless of how big I am. <laughs> Uh So they train. So, you know what? I take everything back that I said. Make him (laughs) three feet, 70 pounds. Okay.
1: And I'm off. That's pretty close to what I said.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I thought about it. I started breaking it down. I started remembering all these, like, flyweights that come to the boxing gym and hit the heavy bag. And I'm realizing, wow, those guys would destroy me. And I am Mm -hmm. twice, if not three times bigger than they are. So, no. Yeah, no. Mike Tyson, his power translates. I'm not doing that. I would probably have to be. I, I don't even think I can be a size where it would matter, unless I'm like the Hulk and I can just step on him. Hmm. If he can reach okay. my face, I think he knocks me out.
1: Yeah, or well, even if he get like your midsection. I mean, imagine he's like just hitting you in the kidneys over and over. That's I- that would suck. <laughs> That's hard yeah. to, like, defend, too, I feel like. Because, like, your hands above your face is kind of a natural defense. But, like, to block your side would be a little bit awkward. And then you're, like, then you probably feel vulnerable to, like, an uppercut or something. I'm telling you, I I want him very small <laughs> to find yeah. him at my current size. Yeah.
0: I think Mike Tyson fought, like, the 6'6 dude and beat him, beat, beat him mm. pretty badly. So, yeah, let's not. True. I, don't, I don't think size is going to. You'd have to be significantly bigger. Massive. For, yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, let's do two more and then we'll go we'll go to something else and we'll come back for more questions. All right, cool. Uh top three pizza topping duos, cheese doesn't count.
0: This is from Sam.
1: <laughs> this so, is one I
0: thought I, I, I saw and I thought about, but like I have to say it just because it's I, it's it's sacrilegious to some people, but I, I'm I'm going with, with the, the the ham and pineapple.
1: Oh yeah, Hawaiian. It's it's definitely up there. I have a, an iteration of a Hawaiian on on my top three. See, my number one is bacon and pineapple because if I'm going to do ham and pineapple, give me bacon. Same same meat, just fried, basically, right? So, bacon and pineapple is my number one pizza topping too. I would I get that most of the time I order pizza.
0: Okay. See, I, I'll I'll
1: put that in at, probably at my three. Okay. Um, my my three was like Philly cheesesteak beef and onions. Okay. I, think I
0: go bacon and chicken.
1: Ooh, double meat. Okay. Yeah, man. I can get behind that. That's my two. What's my number my, one? My two is pepperoni and jalapeno. Ooh. That's if I want something a little spicy. Maybe I'm not feeling the sweet pineapple that day. Going pepper and jalapeno. Um... Oh, you know what? I'm
0: I'm a I'm a meat lover's guy, so I feel like I I can't go wrong with any any picking of the of the meats, like pepperoni mm-hmm. with with sausage, like an Italian sausage or mm-hmm. um yeah, I think any 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 of the meats with the pepperoni, I'm good with. Like yeah. I can, I I can I can really throw that down. Now, pepperoni you, plus another meat is at number one for me.
1: Are you a standard pepperoni, a large pepperoni, or the small cup pepperoni person? Standard. Mm, I like the little cup ones. They're so crispy and good. No. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, mm. you, I mean, you can't go wrong. I'm not gonna tell you yeah. you're wrong. So. Yeah. And I guess you know, just for Kenny's sake, how many of those do you think you could eat before you puke? okay so i he didn't ask you but i know he's wondering i it. can probably
0: eat the most um of the hawaiians just because it it's not as heavy to me okay um and we're talking let's say like we're talking just a regular slice yeah not like yeah. some you know new york or a deep dish or nah, like that standard um, slice. oof back in my day you know, college days, I could throw back down a whole box. Oh, 100% easily. Yeah. So before I throw up, I'm probably saying, let's go, I'm going to say 12 slices. I'm going to say a box slices? and a half, box and a half, okay. just to be conservative.
1: Oh, wow. I think in college, if I was drunk, I I could probably eat two whole medium pizzas. Mm-hmm. I think right now realistically i could probably eat like eight slices i think if i ate started eating a ninth slice i wouldn't be able to down it
0: and that's that's my rationale too because i'm thinking i've sat there studying chewing the the dough yeah i would would say right to this day i'll I'll give you a good seven eight yeah anything outside of that i'm starting to look at my life choices (laughs)
1: That's fair. All right. Last question before we take a break from the questions. Uh, your biggest regret in life. So I tried not to take this too seriously, it's but beautiful. a huge regret in my life so far was two years ago, you know, I'm a huge University of Michigan fan. They have been bad for mm-hmm. 10, 15 years, basically. Not like a top-tier team, can't beat Ohio State more than like on a fluke. And that year they were having like this really good year. They'd lost to Michigan State in a, a heartbreaking game, were like top five in the in the nation, going up against Ohio State at home uh, when Ohio State was top five. And I was so close. Like I'm telling you, I had put tickets in my cart, was looking at flights, and last minute decided not to go. And it was like, from everything I've read and heard, that is like the best college football environment that's like ever existed. Like Joel mm. Klatt was like, I have never been at a cooler environment for a football game. It was snowing. Michigan's in the all blues. They beat Ohio State. It's like a packed house. Everybody's going crazy. We haven't beat them forever. We're going to the Big Ten Championship. We end up making the playoff. It was just like it would have been the perfect game to go to, and I didn't do it, and I kick myself every day when I think about it.
0: Wow. Yeah, I can't. I, I'm going to mm-hmm. stay away from sports because that, that's that's pretty epic. That's a big one.
1: It was epic, yeah.
0: Um, Okay. I will give you one that's a little bit sentimental uh, Mm -hmm. and it's not even a regret. It's just like one of those things where you look back and you would play it and you're like, oh, we could have done this better. Um, I proposed to my now wife in California. uh, But I ended up doing it on a Tuesday and it was pouring rain. (laughs) So like. You know how you visualize how oh, you get down on the knee and, mm-hmm. you know give your spiel and all that couldn't do that <laughs> outside because it was drenched but i was like i sure. can't leave this coast without doing it because that was the point of you know the whole trip mm-hmm. um i regret not doing it earlier in that trip because we drove up and down the coast we you know that was one of our things that we've talked about for the longest listen to country in a convertible um drive down the uh, pacific coastal highway so uh that's one thing that i really do regret we could have there's so like looking back i'm like yo i'm dumb because there were so, <laughs> so many chances perfect scenery the waves crashing up against the like uh-huh. we there were so many picturesque moments and my my dumb self decides i'm gonna wait until a random tuesday when it's raining <laughs> in a random park that we didn't even plan on going to it was yeah and She doesn't remember any of that. All she remembers is the moment that I asked her and her stomach being in her mouth. But I always think, like, I'm dumb. I ruined this
1: perfect moment. (laughs) Oh, no. It turned out great. At least she said yes. Oh, exactly, right? (laughs) Because I was like, oh, crap, this is going to suck. But also, this is hilarious because Kenny just submitted a question live that says, how many six-ounce cups of of eggnog (laughs) could you drink before you throw up? (laughs) I knew he wanted to know some weird shit, so... We'll come back uh, to that. Probably but... a sip.
0: I've had. I've had uh, a sip of that before, and it's disgusting.
1: Uh six ounce cup. I'm picturing that. That's like a small coffee size, right? I'm trying to picture six ounces. Yeah, that's like half a can of Coke. Um, probably three on the third one. I think I puke. I I'll take a sip, and it's a wrap. I am not. A oh, wrap. I when I was a kid, I liked it. It tasted like a melted milkshake to me, or something. And now it just has this weird. I mean, it's it's probably like the what is it, nutmeg or whatever they put in it. It's, I just don't like it.
0: Yeah. All right, there you go, Kenny.
1: Weirdo. All right. Um. So go let's ahead. take a break from questions. Do we want to go over season grades, or do we want to cover one of the playoff matchups?
0: Yeah. Let's uh, let's do a quick uh, roll call on what the final season rankings are, uh, and okay. then we'll go probably start at the bottom, and then we'll um do the playoff teams and matchups at the end. Okay. So, uh, are we gonna use we're we're gonna use the official league rankings that um, yeah ESPN's not ILP. All right, so we've got starting from twelve going up. We've got David Frontier at twelve, Keenan with Firefested eleven, Kenny Neil Armstrong at ten, Kevin Civil Development Group at nine. Still. Always question that name. (laughs) Ben, Billy McFarland at eight. Andrew as Jesus at seven. Jonathan Griffey, Tom Brady at six. Teddy Zulu, Atlanta scammers at five. Sam with the Bowie Bowl at four. Tyler, Sam Bankman freak at three. James, Enron at two. And then Billy. Paris Campbell's last shot. So no, no real crazy surprises except for you, honestly, just being where you are. I feel like it just kind of ended up correcting itself a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, so it, as I was gonna say, it depends on how you look at it, because it is surprising almost in a sense that I didn't think my team was going to do this well,
0: that, but also surprising
1: because I started out, so well, that was like, holy shit, <laughs> maybe yeah. I just was wrong, or I'm getting it, lucky. And it was the latter.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, it ended up working itself out because it's like, you up until what was it two weeks ago, you were still in the mix, like, there was still a course for you to make it in. Well, um,
1: look, I ended the season on a six game losing streak. <laughs>
0: that so that means you were five and two.
1: Yep, I was five and two. There you go.
0: Ah, and then I think life. Andrew was. Was Andrew the opposite, where he started off rough and then yeah. just started reeling stuff off? He went
1: on—he went on like a five-game winning streak, I think, but or something like that. But he ended the season on two straight losses, so he also course corrected again. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so let's start at the bottom, and then we'll work okay. our way to the um, to me at the five spot. Uh, so we've got David Frontier. Um, just quick synopsis on, on on David's team and kind of where you. What you depicted of his season, both uh, draft, pre-draft and post-draft, and then in-season management.
1: Yeah. where maybe he went wrong or maybe maybe where he went right. So I'll start off. So I gave him a season grade of a C-. Mm. And the reason I said that is his team... Nobody, first of all, nobody thought they were going to be good. Like they were, I think, the consensus worst team in the league coming into this season and even post draft just because he was, he's starting from scratch. I mean, he came in and he started cleaning house and he's still in rebuild, obviously, right? So most people's rosters, I'd say, with the exception of maybe mine and Kenny's people, I mean, those were like, I think the three worst rosters on paper coming in from the offseason. So he, the expectations here weren't high, but he did so many things throughout the season. He had, he made uh the most moves in the league he had 60 mm-hmm. moves this season outmoving James by by almost 20 by the way right. which is just, crazy to think cuz he li- he lives on the waiver wire um but yeah so expectations were low but he was still in the mix he was still trying he was trying to pick up stuff and f- sling it and it was working i mean he traded me Noah Brown for a third and Noah Brown has scored 0 points in those 3 weeks Yeah, so he's done like small <laughs> things that are going to help him he's got um you know some good pieces still he doesn't have bad players on his roster top to bottom he's got some foundation um and he's he's super active i mean it was so those things lifted him up from an f which i think so realistically you grade,
0: are you okay are you grading him in the sense that an a is playoffs and competing
1: uh performance you
0: I off of, of uh, like what you expect from that team and what you want them to do to position themselves
1: I mean it factors in everything like I have some teams on here that are good teams with low grades because things probably didn't go their way really so it's more just like how the season went for them Um, Mm -hmm. but I also factored in like how they managed this year so if they had a bad year maybe they weren't expecting it maybe they tried to do the right things and I gave them some bonus points for that
0: okay so in David's case you said a C minus
1: or C plus C minus and then for and then I also gave each team a two year outlook like how I think their team could look over like two years
0: so before um, we get to that outlook, yeah. I think that's important too for the especially teams like this. When you give him a C, is there what what in your eyes would have made that C turn into a B or an A? Because we know coming in, you're not competing for playoffs, you're rebuilding, you're trying to set something up, right? So what did he do that kept him from having a B or an A? Great.
1: So some of it is out of his control, right? Anthony Richardson basically being okay. hurt all year after showing a lot of potential hurt his season performance um there were weeks where i think his high score was like a tight end so he just he doesn't have like the best pieces which <laughs> i docked him a little bit kyler murray came back looked promising which i'm i'm happy for him but then he, he just does things like picking up all these players off waivers just to try to squeeze out every little point as a team who's like trying to get a high pick and obviously he's fine he got the number one pick he was almost like hurting himself i thought a little bit <laughs> so it was question some some of his tactics but okay also there have been weeks where david's team like you check the the ilp and he's got like 170 points or he put up 140 points yeah. in an actual matchup like he's had good weeks so i didn't yeah. want to dock him too too much but he just had some things kind of not go his way i thought so
0: i'll i'll my rebuttal there is, I think David played it the way we want someone in de- in his position mm-hmm. to play it so i I'll, I'll i'll honestly, considering the moves and the activeness because it's kind of the same way you do business, just go for it right you yeah. you don't tank with an activity you you kind of have some movement and some action that puts you in position. so I would give him um an an a minus. An A oh, minus minus okay. this is probably like it's between an, an a B plus plus and an, an A minus. Um just like you said, I think the, the the there were some random moves that didn't need to be made that really would have yeah uh messed up his potential number one number one pick. But overall, he, you know, has pieces that he can work with and he's gotten um some assets back and some moves that, you know, maybe he wouldn't have gotten if he wasn't as creative as he's been and you know, there's some young guys on this roster that sure. I think could become something. So uh, I yeah. think overall, the the, the the year went as entertainingly as it could have for him. And, I and, I really. will,
1: and just to clarify again, so I put substantially more weight on how the season went for the owner okay. versus how the owner ran his organization. That was just like, if okay. I didn't want to, I felt like the grade was harsh. Maybe I used that to bump them up a little bit. That makes so sense. I, it's more just his team's performance. All right. So what's the outlook here? Outlook I have a B. So that's a pretty big turnaround. Um, that's several steps up the, the ladder. Like I said, he's got good pieces in Kyler, Brees, Debo. Um, I you know, Anthony Richardson looks good. Dallas Goddard's gonna be a good tight end for a long time. So he's got enough he building blocks. Yep. He's got an, and he's picked up he's hit gold on a few things like that, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he's also got five picks this year and two firsts next year. So, you know, he's going to be able to add some pieces around some of the, the diamonds in his rough. That is his roster. But I agree. I don't think in two years, he's going to be like scoring like Billy, but I think he'll be outside looking in maybe four seed, fifth seed playoffs, something like that.
0: Yeah. I think he's in a position. The one thing we, with leagues like this, you of course want your quarterbacks. He's got two young ish quarterbacks. Um, but I think he's got a good running back mm-hmm. that realistically you probably want that to be the last piece you acquire True. when you're, you know, building. And I don't think he has enough out like he's got Debo, but what's the you know, the range of outcomes for Debo are kind of interesting and there's nothing else in this wide receiver room outside of Debo. Cedric Tillman's yeah. a prospect. He's also injury prone. There's that too. So I think I think B is right up there because he's got some foundational pieces. He can get some yeah. receivers in the next draft. I think the the you know the next offseason is going to be important. He might be able to flip the pieces into a, an established guy if he feels he can you know make some moves. But I think he's just got to be patient and keep the course. Maybe another year of middle of the pack before he mm-hmm. uh, turns it around.
1: Yep. And like I said earlier, I think this next the next two seasons are going to get more and more competitive across the board and there's going to be more parity than ever before. So a lot of my outlooks are very close in rating and a lot of my season grades are pretty close in rating. So Okay. All right. We good there? Next. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right.
0: So we've got Keenan. Keenan. Keenan's got the interesting one, an interesting one.
1: Yes. So I gave Keenan a similar grade for the season. I gave him a C-. C-minus. And I think you could argue it could be worse because his team was, what, 0-8 at one point? Or (laughs) 0-7? Like, it just could not win a game. Um, But you looked at his roster, and it was a little bit confusing. Like, he looked good enough on paper to be winning games. Um, But then he also did some things, I think, to address that. So, obviously, trading Jalen Hurts was a big trade, but he got a lot back in that trade. Um, You could argue he could have gotten more, but that's not what this is about. This is about the fact that he's got, let's see, two firsts this year, two firsts and two seconds or something next year. So he's got tons of draft capital. And um, and he didn't gut his team either. He he didn't gut his team. And he he even went out on a stand and said he didn't want to trade Kamara or, um, who was it? Uh, Hopkins. Even though like those are, in my opinion, two guys that would make sense for him to to move on from and, Mm -hmm gets get a little bit younger, but he like so he still thinks he can win, which I think is awesome. Um so I think, you know, with a couple of good picks in the off season and maybe a trade or two here, he's he's got a, a competitive team. But
0: overall yeah. this year was definitely a disappointment for Keenan. And the, oddly enough, um <laughs> White and really White, Warren and Pittman. These three players that I looked at that were like, hey, those are uh Warren when I traded into him I was like, you know what, I, I see there's talent there, but I don't think it's gonna turn around Warren pretty much going to take that backfield at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Pittman, his value has increased tremendously since the deal uh, that he made uh, with Hertz. Because yeah. I think at that point, if he did start selling players, Pittman would have been a player that he probably could have, you know, packaged off for a bunch of picks or yeah. some other younger talent. Now, Pittman's been a stud. Yeah, Pittman has been a stud. So you, you know, you look at the some of the players and, you know, there's, I think there's talent here that definitely could Mm -hmm. be right back middle of the pack next year as is, but like you said, he's got assets. Yeah. Get the right players back in here. You've got to be good at quarterback in this league. Uh, So that's the one thing that, you know, is going to, you know, hold him back a little bit, but he's got a top three pick. um, Yeah. And he's got assets that he could probably leverage out to see if he could maybe get another middle of the pack. QB later on. So, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's adequate.
1: Yeah. And I think part of what why brought his had its grade So low is you look at guys like Daniel Jones. Yeah. Just turned out awful. Terry you're banking having,
0: on him. Repeating yes. Like, what he did the previous year.
1: Scary Terry having it down here. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams oh, going will from he. like RB. What was he like four or something last year with all those all touchdowns, touchdowns to yeah. RB 75. Juju yep. just does nothing in New England. Traylon Burks doesn't get out of his – he has a sophomore slump, basically, even after a freshman fiasco. I
0: think it's been pretty <laughs> – I it's been bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb got hurt. It's just yeah, like
0: – You would think KJ Osborne, JJ being out, would have shown something, but now we're seeing he's nothing. just another guy. So, yeah, yeah it's – there's – it's the highs and the lows with this team. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's – you know, so if you're Keenan, who do you, what do you – build around because you know I, you've you've got hopefully quentin johnston shows enough that you move forward there you've got camara mm-hmm. uh, you've got white who's shown he's now a guy that can at least be a good ppr type of back um yeah. and Pittman. You, you get a quarterback you get maybe another receiver i don't know maybe tyler boyd moves on to another team or something like that but like mm-hmm. what do you if you're keenan is there any crazy thing you got to do here or do you just maybe stay the course and just organically build
1: I think he can stay the course for another season. I think if I, if I'm him, the only thing I may be considering is like Nick Chubb and either like Hopkins or Kamara to a team that's in win now mode, but also willing to roll the dice a little bit on Chubb. Like James might just stash him on IR in case he comes back and he's good. So you just get like a little bit of extra value there just for a little bit younger piece. So, um, that's the only thing i would consider just to free up a couple roster spots because he's going to have to cut several people here over the next two seasons to to make room for all these rookie picks. Okay. Cool. So for all those reasons, my two year outlook i have is an A because he still has yeah. a pretty solid roster and he has enough draft capital to turn it around quickly.
0: I like it. I think i'm right right on board up. That i i i give you that as well. Think he, he's he got to push the gas but a little bit when it comes to mm-hmm. getting those quarterbacks in check uh because I don't think he, the names he has aren't going to magically revert back to revert up to the their ceiling
1: uh, yeah. but there is enough
0: talent there it's just some of these guys are going to age out and we know running backs fall off a cliff so
1: yeah um all right we might need to pick up the pace a little bit I'm just saying it's been what, 40 minutes? We still got to do both playoff matches, a bunch of questions, so maybe we all right, all right, all right. go into a little mm-hmm. less detail in the next eight or ten teams, whatever it is. <clears throat> all right, so we've got Kenny. Yes, so Kenny. Season grade A also have a C-. And I said that because I think he probably thought he was going to be much more competitive than he was. Um, he had some surprises, like CJ Stroud turned out to be way better than expected, but then... Javante Williams was really bad this year. Drake London's been not great. Devonta Smith's been okay. I mean, he's had a few big games. Bateman's been nothing. Uh, Bryce Young's definitely been a disappointment. So I think he had enough guys where it was like pretty optimistic, but ultimately just didn't have a good season. Yeah, I I'm giving I'm I'm
0: giving Ken's team an, an A plus just because Wow. He, yeah, look, I've been high on his team the entire time. Um, and the fact that he's got a, the draft spot that he's he's got with already established quarterbacks that I think he can build around. Um, he's got good, good receivers, mm-hmm. two good receivers. Drake's been down, but I feel like I'm, I hate Des, Desmond Ritter as much as the next guy. <laughs> so I'm sure the next quarterback that comes in should see the value in a guy like that. Uh, Rasheed Rice is going to be a stud. Uh, we've seen enough there that once they maybe add another piece, yeah. that offense will start humming again. And then you just get some running backs, which running backs really aren't the hardest pieces to fill in mm-hmm. uh, in this league. He's done the heavy lifting. There's not yeah. a lot that he's going to be missing. He, he's going to need some depth, of course. But sure. I think at a surface level, the team is structured enough right now that the core is there. You yeah. just need – you know, a couple of pieces, a couple of running backs, another receiver, and you're good. And look, he he beat me, and I think he showed he showed me what that this team could look like. Stroud is a monster. I think yeah. Young is uh, going to take nasty. a little bit of time.
1: Yep. Well, for what it's worth, I had a B plus outlook for Kenny, um, despite the poor season. For all those mm-hmm. reasons you just said, I think he's can turn it around quickly and has enough pieces yeah. to do it. It's going to be quicker than people think. Okay. Okay. All yeah. right. Next we have Andrew. Yeah. Uh so I have Andrew at a season grade C. So that's the highest grade so far at a C. Uh and I gave him that because I think his team had the potential to be better than they are. Um, but he had a few duds too this season. Um mm-hmm. and so I think he was probably disappointed, even though he's ending up with like the number four pick or something next year and he won six games. He went on that winning streak, but mm-hmm. I think he probably expected to win a few more games this year. I thought he was going to. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you've got a team led by Lamar, Saquon, yeah. um, you've got Pitts, uh, the we were Gibbs expecting type. And Christian Watson. Yeah, I mean, there's talent here. Yeah. So you were thinking, hey, there's there's Vol- and Gibbs. Yeah, there's there's something to work with here. Uh, I thought he was going to have a lot more boom than he ended up having. Yeah, it's no, there's just not not enough overall. Uh, and yeah. just luck, I think, works against you a bit. I think he's got, he didn't have everyone turn up at the same time. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not a fan
1: of having two receivers on the same team. <laughs> so I've heard. <laughs> Give me all the Lions. Um, <laughs> for his two year outlook, I have a B minus. I think that's the worst grade so far. Mm. Uh, I don't think he, I mean, he has a couple picks, I think. Andrew, let's see, he's got. Five picks this year, but they're almost all thirds. He has one first and one second. And then just his picks next year. So unless he hits on some of these dart throws in the late rounds, I think he still is going to need fairly a bit more depth than he's going to have.
0: Yeah. Do you think there's still a a realm, like a path to the
1: playoffs and a competing next year with this current team? Uh, Yes. Yeah. I think he could win okay. eight games next year and sneak in. 16 okay. playoff for sure. Interesting. Okay.
0: I, I'm not going to disagree when you when you've got top end talent that we know he has is just consistency across the board, and yeah. you know Karen Williams is good too. Yeah, I think he was a
1: nice surprise. <laughs> Trade one of those Green Bay Packers receivers. Yeah, I've, I've been uh, read. That was another surprise for him too, though. So I did give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt on some of the late picks because he did draft well, but yeah. Next, we have uh, Kevin. So yep. let me pull
0: up Kevin. Kevin, another one of my favorites that I've been singing about all year.
1: So my season grade for Kevin and my outlet grade for Kevin are very different. I gave Kevin a C- for season grade. Um, if I remember, so he had, eh, maybe his team wasn't as good as I was thinking. I, I feel like his team was like almost there. But just never put it together, like almost like Andrew's team, where I thought maybe he was going to put up more. Than he ended up doing like single. T- I don't know. He just has enough guys on his roster where yeah. I thought he was going to be more middle of the pack than he ended up being. The, the issue with his team is
0: it has guys that have performed in stretches, but not for a full season. Um, That's right. And then you've got boom potential from guys like Hane or H.N. and. Yeah. Um, Pierce and even Sutton, like the, these guys that you've seen do some things, but are they consistent enough where you can plug and play and forget it? Mm-hmm. Darnell Moody is pretty much dead at this point. Um, <laughs> got a, he's got some studs at receiver with Alave and Addison. I think those are two young guys. Yeah. that, you, Of course, you're going to build around. Um, yeah, yeah I, it's it's. I think even even looking at his bench, there's just a bunch of guys that have shown a little bit, but not enough. Yeah. you, you would have thought. Charbonnet would have seized the opportunity of having um, Kenneth Walker be down for a stretch, but he hasn't really taken that and run with it. So yeah, the, the talent's there, they, good quarterback, but not enough. Yeah, two good quarterbacks, but I don't think there's enough supporting volume across the board outside yeah. of
1: the two receivers. I mean, the Renfro, Herbert, and Algier drop-offs, I think were like three things that crushed him in Tana yeah. Hill. I mean, those four yeah. guys, I think um but for all those reasons and the fact that he has three firsts this year um he's got plenty of draft capital i have him as an a on this and that's years. where i am a
0: fan i <laughs> yeah. love the picks and i love the yeah. moves that he's been making i mean you've dealt with them too he's yeah. got enough assets that it's not a it's not a drawn-out rebuild you either yeah. you can he's drafted really well you don't yeah. have to hit every pick you just have to hit enough of them that you're filling out the spots that either a you need, or you're flipping them flipping them around to either get a premier talent, or you know moving moving assets down down the line for a future date. He's yeah. got. I I expect him to make a make a big move. I just I just think he's gonna go after an established player, um, with some of those assets mm-hmm. and continue to draft well. And as much as we want, uh, we, we we you know we expand the playoffs. I think the competitors are also going to expand it's not going to be you know only the the top half of the league i think there's only going to be two two maybe three teams that feel like they're going to be out of it everyone else is going to feel like
1: they're right in it yeah Mm -hmm. yep and and yeah he had the luxury of making moves like Trading JMO and yep. Dowell or uh, and Howell for Dots and a guy who's been one of those shown window guys and a first that he can basically redo JMO who he's lost faith in, so he's reloading yeah. and I, don't know, so I like yeah. his team. That's how you do it? I like his team. All right. Uh Next we have Sam. So, Sam. So Sam. Wait, wait hold on. I think you. you, you, you oh, did you skip? I skip? Yeah, you, you, it's you. Who did I skip? You skipped everyone. Me? Wait, what did we a, just do? We just did Kevin, right? Or oh, Ron Griffey.
0: Yeah, it's it's either you and Drew Griffin,
1: or uh, Griffey. So we'll I go with Griffey. You. I went in order of ILP, I think. Oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, sorry. Yes, you're right. We have Griffey. So I gave Griffey a season score of a C+. Um, he won some games. He was over 500 on the season. Um, but I think his team had way more potential. Burrow injuries just killed him. Jamar Chase's slow start hurt. I mean, he picked it up, but only after he was basically eliminated from the playoffs or, like, getting there. Um, D'Ante Johnson was a disappointment this year. He just had too many disappointments that, like, caused him to not have a playoff season when his team was definitely good enough for it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. I was hoping – I was holding out hope that his team would pull out a miracle for me. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't work out. Too many injuries late. Not enough supporting cast. Yeah. And then some some secondary injuries hurt him as well. I think Hawkinson is just not produced the way you want, but the quarterback hasn't been there. So, you know, there's other things that have hurt.
1: Yep. And then he does have two firsts next year, and I think five total picks, two firsts and a couple seconds or something. But he, um, I gave him a B plus for an outlook, and I think he has upside of like A plus outlook, but it's going to depend on, is this the new Zeke does Thielen yeah. put do this for another year? Is Deontay Johnson actually not that good anymore? Um, there's a few, I think question marks that if they turn out to go revert to their old selves, he's going to be unstoppable. Good. If they don't, then he's going to be like the exact same team. Yeah. I, you know, I think he's always been
0: pretty consistent with how he's built his roster. So I'm not concerned, especially next year, if everybody gets healthy comes in the way they should. He's going to mm-hmm. fill in those gaps. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident he's going to find a, a running back to fill in for, for Zeke in a starting lineup.
1: Yeah. And, boy, what a season Hawkinson's having. Like, holy shit.
0: Tight end one. And that's with his quarterback missing, so. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. Uh, I, I trust in, in Griffey. Yep.
1: All right. So now we have Sam. Again, I'm going based on go ILP. you got to go back
0: because I think you skipped yourself because you're not on the draft order.
1: Well, so no, I did it based on ILP. So I'm actually one, oh, okay, step, going. one spot ahead of Sam in, in based on ILP this year. You said I'm nice like that. <laughs> I didn't factor in if you made the playoffs or not. This is purely ILP. All so right. for Sam, I gave a season grade of a B plus because at the beginning of the year, he was more, I felt like, in win-now mode, and then halfway through the year was like, mm, I probably still can't beat Billy and Tyler, so I'm going to unload a couple of older guys to get some younger guys. And hey. I think it, it was Jeez. still a good season because he made the playoffs, but he definitely could have potentially won it all had he stayed all in.
0: I think it was a, one of those moves that I agree with on both ends. Um, you're You're trying to match... You, you you play it to say, all right, can I beat them on their best day? No, so you open your window a
1: bit up, and that's what he do. Yeah. So I give him an A for interior outlook because yeah, his team's going to be one of the best for sure. Yeah, I don't, don't even explain it at all. Um, <laughs> He's stacked. The
0: only is there anything that maybe he could quarterback? Change? His quarterback situation's not great. Yeah, second quarterback that you can really rely on
1: mm-hmm. and
0: maybe tight end but maybe Jack, Jake Ferguson ends up being the
1: guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be really the only other thing. But tight ends like they're so hit or miss every year. Yeah, exactly. That unless it's like one of the four or five pure like top tight ends, then probably not worth it. True. Yeah, I agree. With that you said there. All right. Okay. Now we have myself so I gave myself a B-plus on the season only because my expectations were super low. And my team ended up better than I expected. Still didn't make the playoffs, so it wasn't like a great season. But it was also, I gave myself brownie points for how fun the season was because, which this is a different perspective than I can put on anyone else's team because I was right. running the show. <laughs> but purposefully trying to drive up my ILP just to fuck over oh, James by like we picking up defense. second yes. of it. yes. And, like, several trades I made this year, it was like, mm, I just can't pull the trigger because my ILP is going to go too far down and I don't want to help James. Like, that was a part of it. And, and then, it was, like, him trading was, me Zach Moss. Exactly. Yeah. It was
0: meant to be when Zach Moss became, like, <laughs> RB1 yes. for a stretch. And then as soon as it looked like, oh, he's not going to get any work, um <laughs> he gets hurt and Zach Moss has to come back
1: and be the guy again. So it's I just know, I love it. meant to be. I love it. And then for an outlook, I gave myself an A, um, so I don't have a first this year, but I have a lot of really good rookie picks this season. My I have QB 10, QB 7, and QB 5. Um, guys like Jameson Williams that are on the rise, and you know, if I strike on TyJay Spears, if he ends up the guy in Tennessee next year with- I'm going to simmer uh, you down. Out, and I'm, I'm going to bring saying. you down to a B B+. Okay. Okay.
0: Because I think what you you're gonna look at your own team a little bit. Oh, of course. More promising than anybody else, but you know we still need to see more from Jameson. Uh, Romeo Dubs could end up not even being useful anymore because they have a bunch of young receivers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have? Do you have running backs that you can really rely on?
1: Not. No. Not exactly. Not for sure. Not unless Derek Henry uh, gets signed somewhere else. Right. So, look. Looking at it through that lens,
0: you have that those gaps that you can work through. Mm-hmm. But you do have. I, I love Josh Downs. I, he was probably one of the best um, graded, one of the high graded rookie oh. receivers this year. Uh,
1: yeah, he was I think really
0: good. one of the higher graded receivers in general this year. And then Jackson Smith and the Jigma just hasn't even gotten a chance to to turn up yet. So yeah, but got he some has shown flashes. Exactly, and then that's going to come with time. A lot Tank we've been down. spoiled by a lot of these rookies coming in and being immediate impacts, but some guys yeah. it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. So, no, I I I I say B plus healthy for your to your outlook, okay. and I think just because of the way you manage your team, you're <laughs> definitely always going to push it, push and go go for it. So, oh
1: yeah, yeah, can't wait to have a 2026 first to trade, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Then I have, I think, James. So James was the fourth highest scoring team. So James on the season, I gave a B plus uh, for similar reasons. Uh, I think we did. It was with Sam, but it was like coming into the season. His team was like, for sure, one of the best teams definitely playing for a championship. But he has been injury plagued like no one I've ever seen. He had Cooper Cup hurt. He had uh, Etienne was hurt for a time. Trevor Lawrence just got hurt. Dalton Schultz has been hurt. Derek Henry's been hurt. JT's been out. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Deshaun Watson's hurt. Mark Andrews is hurt. Michael Thomas is hurt. Yeah. It's like his he's team. Is just, my God. If he has a healthy roster, I mean, he's probably the top team in the league this year. I, honestly. I wouldn't say top team, but. PC, I don't think he could have been. I think, look this is just
0: how the cookie crumbles. Like you look at the difference between the, the scoring output from Tyler and, and Billy. And then you see that James actually has a good record against the top guys and he's been hurt. So whatever juju, this guy's pulling and also whatever (laughs) smart moves he's making are working out. But yeah, eventually all this catches up to you and it could be at the worst time. Um, But also, you know, it, it could be, Nah, that it, it doesn't,
1: I don't think this is getting any better. Okay. I gave him an A for an outlook. He's got picks still. He yeah. He's a very he's smart good fantasy this. owner. He will he's draft good. well. He yeah. will package stuff and trade, but he'll always keep draft assets. Like he, he's going to do the right things and he's going to, you know, stay competitive and stay fairly young, I think, yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah, and he's smart about
0: leveraging – Value of players, so he can keep elongating his window. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, trades away one of his marquee pieces to get yeah. a little bit lesser guy, but some assets back and then a younger guy. You know, something, something along yeah. those lines that he he seems to always do. Where it's like you you turn around and look, it's like when the hell did he well, get Trevor Lawrence and how did that happen? You know,
1: so I, I don't think he'll care that I'll share this, but like he and I were talking about a deal that didn't end up happening that would involve him moving Etienne. So like he to that point he's definitely willing to move oh, key yeah. pieces. We we talked about it as well I and mean, mm-hmm. he he does he's not
0: unlike me. He's not shy about trading away his core players cuz he sees his entire team as just a chessboard and as long mm-hmm. as there's an output that he can put out there he doesn't care if you know he's losing his favorite player from the team. Yeah. He That's drafts fair. he he drafts, he drafts value and doesn't draft faces.
1: Oh 100%. He's best player available. All day, all long, like every day, he will stack running backs if that's the best player. And yep, he, but it worked out. It does all right. Next, we have Billy. Um, I gave him a B plus on the year. He obviously is one of the higher scoring teams. I think he underperformed a little bit, though. I mean, he did lose. I mean, underperformed. He's the number one seed. I know, but I think he, his team was like had the potential to be what Tyler's team was doing this year. Um, but think about
0: it. He, you say all oh, that man. but it's one of those things where you've got the number one seed you're going mm-hmm. into the playoffs in a matchup against sam um and your team is getting healthy jj's coming back hill is still performing num uh, put putting up numbers um you're mike evans is waking up <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the only drawbacks his running backs aren't in the best of situations eckler's shown to has have lost a step a bit Monsters, probably going to lose some touches to HN. Yeah. But I think overall, he's still top two, easily.
1: So so here's my thing. It's like fan bases that get spoiled, and then their team's still <laughs> having a really good year, but they're not, like, undefeated or something, no, you know? I get it. That's get it. That's what Billy has... Groomed us into it's like, so it's it. like we
0: lost three games. Guys. Yes. So you my expectations
1: for Billy team are so high that I think he underperformed this year. Like guys fair. like Eckler RB 27. No, Justin fair. Jefferson. Wide receiver 46. Cause of injuries. Eckler RB 27. Uh, oh, yeah. And he's number one seed. That's what I'm saying. So like, I couldn't give him an a plus because there's <laughs> just so much potential, but uh, for his outlook, although I gave him a B minus. So I think his team's still gonna be very good, but he's got a lot of old guys and no picks. But um, that's his mo, though. I know, I know. But eventually, it's going to catch up to him. He's got enough guys in their thirties. Oh, I think
0: I've been saying that since I traded Chubb <laughs> to him. Like he, he does, he just finds a way to keep churning these things out. Yeah, I guess you're he's right. Draft Puka at the end of the third, and I then, have no reason to doubt him. But and then turn that into <laughs> Tyreek Hill, like it's you know, yeah. it's a, him fair. and James have completely different ways of doing this, but it works out. That's true.
1: Yeah, I'll, I I would agree with you. Actually, I think you convinced me. <laughs> all right. Number two, we have your team. Yeah, so team second highest scoring team in the league. I don't even know how. Well, because you have gone all in. So I, I don't I don't want this to hurt your feelings. <laughs> I gave your season grade a C plus only because I think it's for you, that. you felt like you should have been playing oh, for in sure. a championship game this
0: year. For sure. I don't make that move for hurts if I don't feel like I'm I'm right there and then Kenny goes and beats me
1: and I'm like crap. Yeah. No, and it made sense. Like your team was definitely on paper it was like, okay, yeah, this is legit. He's going to he might win this year. But just too many yeah, tough weeks. And it's one of those things where you look at it, right?
0: And you're like, you you look at the and I said it earlier about another team. There's players that have done certain things in stretches, but never mm-hmm. for a full season. Like um, Brian Robinson started off really hot, started to taper off. George Pickens had some good games. Ridley had some good games. Um, I had, of course, Tyler Lockett doesn't do anything consecutively. This man will go off for forty, yeah, and two points. Trust uh, me, it's a JSN fan. I'm very aware. I'm a JSN owner. The the only consistent guys that I have were Nico Collins, who is somewhat inconsistent, but he's
1: and I assume was a Very pleasant surprise for you.
0: Very pleasant surprise. Shout out David for that one. And then Ayuk, who's I I had trust, I I I believed in 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 him working out. But I always thought, hey, the way that this team does work is through the ground game. They're not going to let Purdy sling it. Purdy's been slinging it like crazy, and he loves throwing it to Ayuk. So that's working. And
1: I I felt like Ayuk's name was always the name in like articles where it was like, boom, players this year, like guys that are going to take a huge leap. Like he was in every list like
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. C-plus C for, for the season, I definitely was expecting to at least be comfortably in the
1: playoffs. Yeah. But for your 2 year I gave you an A. I mean, you don't have a ton of draft capital, but, I mean, Najee Harrison with a new OC has already looked a little bit better. I'm sure you had better expectations for Madison finally being the guy in Minnesota. So maybe he gets it together, but he's splitting time with Acres a little bit now. Um, yeah. Lockett's getting older. Garrett Wilson's had a down year. So again, I think you have enough pieces where if guys kind of revert back and or play a little bit better, that your team is just going to be as good as you know expectations were this year. Yeah, there's definitely a few holes there.
0: I've I've, I've had the luxury of having enough depth, uh, and mm-hmm. it's been organically built. It's just a lot of those draft assets that I've had turned into valuable guys, and some yeah. random trades that I made in the past. Lockett and um, who else that oh, that randomly ended up. Uh I think Ridley going to the to the Jags after I held him for two years. Mm-hmm. Like things like that just randomly work out. So just sometimes the patience works out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. He, like you said, I think uh I think you're still in a really good place. And then number one, Tyler. So uh gave his season grade an A. I would have given it an A plus, but basically all of his losses were to the worst teams in the league. So that had to sting a little bit that he lost to like me, Kenny, was it Keenan? There was like, it was like the three worst teams or something he lost to all of them. Um, <laughs> otherwise I would have given him an A plus, but I think his team is favored to win it all. To your outlook, I'm just going to skip ahead A plus. I mean, he's not old. He's got, still got some draft picks. He usually makes a, a splash on draft day and gets a little bit deeper. I just, I can't fault his roster at all. It's too good. Yeah,
0: so looking at his... Stretch his season so he lost to you in a barn burner where he scored 160. You yeah. scored 166. I don't know if you scored that much in another game. Um, probably not. Lost another one way later in the week 10 to, to Griffey, scored 150. Griffey scored 165. Uh, modest one against Andrew, All scored 135. Uh, And then the most recent one to James, where he only scored 125. And then James, of course, scores 170, so it doesn't matter. Uh, But the week before, he had scored 185. And he's been pretty consistent in that regard. So it's one of those things where he's lost three of the last four going into playoffs. He's backing into playoffs a bit here, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we give him an A A for the season, looking at all the numbers he's put up. But if you really look... Added a little bit closer, maybe he's more vulnerable than we believe. Justin Herbert hasn't really been as as good as QB six is. Has he really put up QB six numbers? As it felt like.
1: Um, no, I, I, the narrative around LA is that Herbert. You know, you just hear negative stuff about Herbert. Right, and then <laughs> but he's got still Dolph, putting the numbers right. And then yeah. you've
0: got golf, um, who's I think puts up numbers, but also can, is liable to throw four picks. He, he has, yeah, he has tough games. Great receivers. I've got nothing to say there. Kelsey, I think is going is you, you kind of want outworldly numbers from Kelsey because he's higher his valuable replacement in the tight end world is so much higher than than, than any other positional player. But the Chiefs just haven't looked right this year. Um, I could also see Kelsey retiring in the next year or two. So right, so it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting one. Um, I don't know if does him losing Christian Kirk hurt a bit for this stretch? Not enough. Who does he Not put enough. into that lineup? Um,
1: realistically, Jacoby or Aaron Jones—just why not? I mean, they have enough potential. To the rest of his roster, is so good. It is
0: CMC. You can't fight CMC. He, yeah, he has such a good like. His core is basically his entire starting line. He
1: just has so many guys that can get you like thirty plus. Yeah, pretty reasonably. Yeah. And you need multi.
0: You need multiples to not be good. Like you go into a matchup yeah. against me, you say, "All right, as long as Hertz doesn't have a crazy day, I have a chance." With with Ty, you kind of need CMC to not have a monster day. Yeah. CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, yeah. Kelsey. It's like there's too many things you have. To there's have to too matter. many. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, that was fun. Um, yeah. So, in the interest of time, maybe we just hop have- Back, do like three more questions or something, or yep. rapid fire the questions and then do a quick uh preview of the playoff matchup. Yep, let's do rapid fire. All right. Would you yeah. rather be Tom Hanks size and Meg Ryan's strength? Or Meg Ryan's size and Tom Arnold's strength? Uh Meg Ryan was five eight, so I'd rather be her size, Tom Arnold's strength. Um if she was like five two, I'd really have to think about it.
0: Let me be Tom Hanks' size just okay i just, just be weak. weak. yeah i mean what i need the strength for oh, okay. i'm not fighting mike tyson again
1: <laughs> yeah we've already covered that right what is the least amount of money you would accept to cut Gosh. off your right foot the least amount i, I said five million just, just do it for foot? five
0: million right yeah your right foot um could still walk around and stuff
1: yeah it, it would suck like driving would be super awkward for a while it okay. would be tough. It would definitely suck. But five million bucks, I, I don't think I'd ever have to work again. Like I could invest enough of that to live. Uh, off give of me that. give me 15 mil. Oh, okay. 15 mil. Just I, I want fair.
0: enough to where it's like, you know what? What you're dumb if you didn't take that.
1: <laughs> uh, your favorite championship potential matchup and your least favorite. My favorite would be Billy versus Tyler rematch and ultimately Billy win just because the shit talking would be next level. Least favorite would be James and Billy because it needs to either, at least to yeah. either be Pensick v Pensick or a rematch, in my opinion. I want I want Sam
0: and Ty in the final, just because then I have two different interests that I can I can root for. But as long I've like said it before, as long as James isn't in it, I don't I don't really care. Like the other three guys are more than deserving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want Sam to like finish the story. I feel like he's the only reason that I didn't make the playoffs. Like fate was Fair trying enough. to get him in there. Yeah. Okay. And as my rival, but... if he wins, I can then I can then claim like, hey, I'm his biggest opposition. So realistically, I'm part of that.
1: Yeah. No, I get that. I could. Uh, I can. Uh, I get the argument. Um, do you wash your legs yes. every time you shower on a daily basis? Yes. Uh, yes, but I don't always. I don't shower seven days a week. I probably shower like four or five. I mean, I work from home. I barely ever even sweat.
0: <laughs> so. That's fair. But yeah, I always got to like. Um, yeah. Yeah, just I, I I clean the bottom of my feet too. Just
1: feels weird not to. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, yeah. what, like, I do it while, just while the sh- my hair is, like, being shampooed. You know, I put the shampoo and let it sit for a second, and I just clean my legs. There you go. Yeah. It's not um, yeah. What conspiracy theory do you believe at least a little bit? I said that FSC was left out of the college football playoff for Alabama because of, like, monetary reasons. Like, there was actually shady dealings, and they decided to put Alabama in because the ESPN would have lost too much money with the SEC not in the playoff. Oh,
0: for sure. Uh, if if it would have been different if uh, Washington wasn't in as well, because I don't think anybody mm-hmm. chance about Washington. If Oregon was in, I feel like FSU probably gets in. But that's I completely agree with that. Um, yeah, money talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the Falcons are legitimately cursed. Actually, I believe that I'm cursed. <laughs> I'm cursed. As a Lions fan, I, I get it. I get it. Like, legitimately, like, I think there is something in, in the water that is, like, I, I, and I think it's some old, like, witch doctor, some old Black witch doctor that was a Michael Vick fan that disagreed with the way that played out, and ever since, we've just been cursed, until we apologize to the way that that separation happened, which I'm pretty sure has already happened, but... <laughs> that that curse won't be lifted until there's like a. I'm picturing a saints fan when you describe it, this honestly you, <laughs> i'm telling you there's a saints fan that actually liked michael vick and decided you know what i'm cursing that franchise yeah okay but they, it, they're, i'm pretty sure they cursed themselves as well because they've been shit on with some random stuff too
1: yeah um okay last one um do you find it weird that people actually stand up to wipe their ass I didn't know that was a thing. I do find that very weird. Uh, yeah, that, that one caught me off guard. I
0: how, how do you do that? Don't you? Like, do you got to stand up and then spread your cheeks? I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that's a lot. Nah, that, no, that sounds like A, too much work. And there's
1: too much room for error. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Yeah. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, we'll leave It's also, one. I feel like this is a good time to share the story, so. Uh, I have a friend that I used to like play video games with. He, I'm like friends with him in Discord and stuff, and like a group of people that I used to game with. And one of these guys told me that every time he takes a shit, after he wipes, he puts his butt over the side of the tub, turns on the water, and actually cleans up his ass. It's before a... he, like every single time he poops. And he won't poop in public because he can't do
0: that. I, I look, I get it. I don't poop in public for other reasons because I've been traumatized. But, um, I I that's weird. I get it, but I wouldn't do that. Just get a bidet. That's so weird, dude. Just get a bidet.
1: I don't. I don't know. It's so. Or use wet wipes. Yeah, something. It just. It's insane. Yeah. (laughs) not All right. It's actually unsanitary. Yeah. No, it's awful. It's awful. Take a shower, dude. (laughs) All right. Let's do these quick playoff matchups. We'll start Sam versus Billy. Um, so here are my my key points. I I wrote down like what the you know the three game keys are gonna be, you know, they always do for the NFL. Yeah. So for Sam, uh Swift and it's Pollard cooking. both going up against top five run defenses this week. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be a big storyline for Sam. And then Garner Renshu or Derek Carr, huge question marks. Uh, who's he gonna go with and what are the matchups? And then Mahomes is playing against Buffalo and New England. So I can see some of Sam's boom guys, uh being at risk, and then Minshew and Carr maybe just being too much to keep him from beating Billy. Let me see. Looking at this, um, I
0: agree. I'm interested to see what uh, Billy does at QB two. I'm
1: assuming he'll just slot Stafford yeah. there. Yeah, my um, keys for Billy are wh- which Eckler do we get? Yeah. Um, DJ Moore at Detroit has a lot of boom potential, but I, apparently it's, a, it's supposed to be really snowy, so I could see the, that going one of two ways. Uh, does he start Stafford? Does he start Thobbs? Yeah. Um, right. And then Josh Allen at Kansas City and Dallas for the next two weeks are tough matchups for him. And then is Justin Jefferson actually back?
0: And that's the piece. Do they mm-hmm. slowly ramp him in, or is it just yep. green light? We've waited yep. long enough, but does that change? Ultimately,
1: his... anyway. yeah. Ultimately I have Billy winning. I think he just has a higher ceiling and overall mm-hmm. better matchups than Sam for the next two weeks.
0: I agree. Um week ten matchup was 130, 101 I think Billy has this weird charmed life where sometimes <laughs> Yeah, they say long, they say he's got a horseshoe it. up his ass. But low scores just end up going his his way. And I'm not I honestly I'm not I'm not going against it. I want to see Sam really You know, do some things here. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just going to be a uh, tough hill to climb, but I have, I have, I have a proposition. Here's what I think is going to happen. My X factor here is Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes and the two receivers that uh, he acquired in the deal end up giving Sam a fighting chance here.
1: No, all right. Um. James versus Tyler. So my keys for James are injuries, injuries, injuries. So is he going to be able to play through all the injuries? Which Tyler or which uh, Trevor Lawrence do we have? How severe is his ankle injury? And he's playing against Cleveland and Baltimore the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I've heard rumors. Derrick Henry was in and out of concussion protocol. Does is hair Derrick Henry healthy? And then does JT come back in time for this matchup either the next two weeks? Um, I know it's not this week, but is he back next week? Um, And then for Tyler, I have, I heard, you know, Christian Kirk needs surgery. That could be a concern. That's been a good player for Tyler. Golf has struggled against Chicago and the Lions are playing the Bears this week. Uh, And then um, CMC and CD Lamb both have really good matchups. I think they're playing like two of the worst run Mm -hmm. and pass defenses in the league the next two weeks. So I just think that's going to be a big factor. Do they blow up those weeks? Mm, yeah. Uh.
0: Yeah. Matchups do speak. I mean, you've got. Yeah, you do have some good. You, oddly enough, week fourteen, um, Tyler's got a couple players that are playing against each other, with some high-powered offenses that I feel like there's. Oh wait, whenever you have good players going up against their counterparts, they show out a little bit. Um. So you've got. C.D. Lamb against A.J. Brown, I feel like there's going to be points scored in that one. And then you've got Diggs and Kelsey as well. There, mm-hmm. I, I'm just pretty I, – I, there's just too much going right for Tyler at this time and not yep. enough going right for James on the
1: opposite side. Yep, I have Tyler as the winner. Uh, I said just too much boom potential and good matchups for his boom players. Yeah. Uh, and James is just ultimately too banged up. He just doesn't have the guys healthy when he needs them to beat yeah. Tyler.
0: James would have needed Ty to win the season series for him to have a chance. Because now that they split in the season, yeah, it, it resets everything. Now you can't say it, it's it's hard to be somebody three times, but yeah, he, he split the season. He scored 124. I, I think that's the lowest Ty has scored all season. That's not going to happen in it. back. It's not going to happen no. in back back weeks.
1: So. No. Agreed.
0: So, with that said, nice. Um, what's what's your finals matchup that you you are predicting?
1: So, I'm predicting Tyler versus Billy, uh, but I'm going to save my projection for what's going to happen in the finals until the next podcast.
0: Okay, <laughs> fair enough. So, you've got two weeks to get back on here. Um, yep. I I'm going to throw a curveball here, and I'm going to say it's going to be Tyler versus Sam. Wow.
1: Okay, yeah, that's a bold just... take.
0: It is look it, it is a bold. It would have been bolder if um, James wasn't in because I would probably picked whoever was going up against Tyler to win. It would have been me. Yeah. I was I would, have been, I would have picked me. But if you had uh, made the playoffs, I think I would have <laughs> taken you
1: over in the first round. So, but yeah, all right, okay. Hour twenty in. I guess we'll wrap it up with a quick suck at buoy. You know it. All right, man. All right, buoy. Suck at buoy. It, Bowie. Suck it Bowie. That was a pleasure. It was a pleasure, Teddy.
0: Always a pleasure, man.
1: All right. Well, have a good one. Yep. See ya.